This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I am your host, Eric Christensen, and pharmacist, of course. And today I'm going to cover cimetidine, which is the brand name of Tagamet. Now, this medication is classified as an H2 receptor antagonist. And if you remember mechanistically, so parietal cells are in the the gut, the stomach, and they secrete stomach acid, which ultimately lowers the pH. And histamine actually binds on those receptors and stimulates them to produce that acid. So by being a histamine 2 receptor blocker, we can actually prevent, uh, reduce the amount of uh, stomach acid that is secreted. Okay, so that's how that that drug works uh, to reduce stomach acid. So you could imagine what this medication would primarily be used for. Uh, any type of situation that you've got an excess of stomach acid and or that acid is uh, causing damage, discomfort, pain, things like that. So GERD, uh, if you've got some sort of peptic ulcer, things of that nature, uh, acid secretion disorders, uh, where we, uh, you know, the body produces excessive amounts of, of acid potentially. Uh, and a good example of that is Zollinger-Ellison syndrome. Um, those are, are good examples of what this uh, medication might be used for. Uh, one of my greatest frustrations with cimetidine uh, is that this drug is available over the counter. Um, I rarely, rarely see it used. I, I can't recall the last time I had seen it prescribed, uh, but I did want to cover it specifically because it is available over the counter. And the reason why it's not used is because it has a ton of drug interactions. Uh, but patients who, you know, may not be that savvy, they see acid reducer on the counter, uh, over the counter, and they may pick it up and, and start using it. And there's several, several drug interactions. I, I don't have time to cover them all, but um, I will, obviously, uh, towards the, the end of the podcast here, as I usually do. So um, I'll get into that, but that is why... Uh, this drug is uh, not used very often and, and not prescribed is because of all those uh, nasty drug interactions. Um, one, you know, pharmacokinetic uh, issue, or I, I can think of a couple actually. Uh, so onset of action, this the H2 blockers generally work a little bit quicker uh, than like the PPIs, for example, like omeprazole. So that's kind of one unique uh, thing that a patient say, oh wow, you know, I took, you know, cimetidine, or I took, you know, another H2 blocker, and I, f- I felt better much more quickly than I did maybe taking, you know, one pill of of omeprazole, for example. So that's a good education point to to kind of remember and and tease out uh, if you're uh, discussing that with patients. Uh, adverse effect profile. Um, so that one other kind of pharmacokinetic thing that's kind of quirky with cimetidine, 
Uh, it is dose adjusted based upon renal function, um, but it can actually interfere with the uh, secretion out of the body of creatinine. Now, why is that important? Well, we use creatinine to monitor kidney function and change in kidney function over time. So if cimetidine messes with that, and it can actually raise serum creatinine by preventing it from leaving the body, uh, because it can raise the serum creatinine, it may appear that a patient's kidney function is getting worse, when in all actuality, uh, the kidneys are just fine, the drug is just kind of messing uh, with those creatinine concentrations. So kind of one unique thing to, to keep in mind uh, if you do have a, a patient uh, that has a, a changing creatinine, um, this, this medication could potentially mess with that a little bit. Uh, other adverse effects uh, unique uh, to cimetidine, uh, this drug actually can uh, have some antagonistic effects towards testosterone, which could lead to a couple things, or at least contribute to a couple things, uh, sexual dysfunction potentially, as well as uh, gynecomastia. So that's um, basically man boobs is uh, the way I remember it, uh, for lack of a un, uh, better scientific uh, term there. So that's what, what gynecomastia is, and um, one of the unique drugs uh, that can potentially contribute to that. Spironolactone, um, an aldosterone antagonist, is usually the classic, classic example uh, that you hear of it happening most common there. Uh, rarely, uh, you may see some CNS changes. I can't say I've ever seen it in clinical practice, but um, I would keep an eye out for patients on higher dose and maybe if they've had some uh, renal impairment that might make them more at risk for getting um, higher concentrations in the blood. Uh, B12 deficiency, there is some evidence there that it can contribute to that. Certainly remember that PPIs uh, have a high incidence of that or, or can cause that uh, as well. Um, and then, yeah, that uh, alteration in, in creatinine uh, I mentioned already there. So let's take a quick break, and uh, I will definitely talk about some common uh, drug interactions that uh, should scare you and um, is really why we don't see uh, cimetidine used terribly often. Uh, if you're in the market for good clinical pearls, uh, medication education, definitely go check out uh, our list of, of Audible books. Uh, you can go find those at meded101.com store. Also, if you're a pharmacist and or a pharmacy student, we've got a growing list of, of board certification study materials. So uh, BCPS, NAPLEX, BCACP, uh, BCGP, and newly uh, to the uh, board certification pool is uh, BCMTMS. So that's a board certification in medication therapy management as well, which is a new certification out there. So you can find all those resources. I've got the entire list of everything uh, that we've got. Uh, go support our sponsor, meded101.com slash store. So finishing up on drug interactions here, um, cimetidine has a lot of different uh, mechanisms through which it may alter the concentrations of, of drugs. So uh, we've got some inhibition of uh, CYP1A2, 3A4, which is a big one for a lot of drugs, uh, 2C19, 
uh, 2D6. So cimetidine can uh, inhibit all those different enzymes, and as you can imagine, uh, that could uh, potentially lead to altering the, the concentrations of, of various drugs. So uh, I'm going to run you through a list. This is not an all-inclusive list, as I always uh, repeat or try to repeat with the, the drug interaction sections. I just pulled out some really big ones that might lead to uh, some really, really uh, important uh, clinical adverse consequences. So amiodarone, you know, cardiac med, uh, yeah, obviously higher concentrations, um, you know, could increase risk of QTC prolongation and other toxicities. Uh, aripiprazole, so an antipsychotic, also can be used as augmentation in depression. Uh, Diltiazem verapamil, so a couple of uh, calcium channel blockers there. Uh, carvedilol, so a, you know, fairly commonly used antihypertensive beta blocker type medication there. Uh, we've got some antidepressants, uh, citalopram, escitalopram, uh, and, and fluoxetine. So concentrations can be, be raised with those medications. Uh, carbamazepine drug can be used for you know, trigeminal neuralgia or seizure disorder. A very, very important one, obviously, there. Uh, metformin concentrations can be raised a little bit. Uh, pramipexol, dopamine agonist, uh, sulfonylureas, so might put a patient at risk for uh, higher incidence of hypoglycemia there. Warfarin, um, definitely always a, a common drug that can uh, be affected by other drugs. And uh, I will say in clinical practice, I have seen one case of uh, phenytoin toxicity due to this interaction with cimetidine. So cimetidine can raise concentrations uh, by inhibiting breakdown metabolism. And um, yeah, it did end up resulting in a case of uh, phenytoin toxicity for a patient. So uh, that's just, you know, very uh, short list. I mean, there are many, many more medications that I could list off there. Um, but you've got to remember to look for drug interactions and that risk if you do see a patient on cimetidine. And I would also encourage you, if you're in a position where you're advising patients on over-the-counter medications and things of that nature, to absolutely uh, steer clear of cimetidine due to the risk of numerous, numerous uh, interactions there. That's going to wrap up the podcast for today. Uh, thanks so much for listening. If you enjoy the show, I uh, would love a, a kind rating review on, on iTunes if you take a, take a moment and, and do that or wherever else you're, you're listening there. Uh, you can track us down, reallifepharmacology.com. We've also got that free giveaway. It's a 31-page PDF, you know, great resource for you know, nursing students, pharmacy students, and, and uh, healthcare professionals, uh, all healthcare professionals alike um, that you know, interact, use uh, medications on, on a daily basis there. So reallifepharmacology.com, go check that out, and you can uh, contact me through there as well and uh, track me down uh, on LinkedIn. That'd be Eric Christensen, uh, PharmD, BCPS, BCGP. Signing off for today. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you pick something up. Uh, take care. Have a great rest of your day. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done.